welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode four, the final episode of this week's Talk Show for Talkers here on irishtalkers.com. Paul and I have been mentoring a brand new club. I thought, therefore, it would be a very good opportunity to share some of the thoughts that we have and some of the things that we should be doing in the future with this wonderful thing of mentoring a club that really didn't exist a couple of months ago. Don't know what they're doing. Don't know where to go. Who to ask? What to ask? Why to ask? In fact, they need to be told almost everything. All they know is that they want to be Toastmasters and they want their members to be able to gain confidence in speaking. So, Paul, I'm going to hand over to you, but I will hopefully be contributing a few wise words. So, what are your immediate thoughts on the subject of mentoring this new club? Thanks, Moira. Listeners, some of you will already have had the experience of mentoring a Toastmasters club, and that's helping a club from the day in which it gets chartered to the day in which it reaches a point where it has sustainable strength. I'm going to use that phrase, sustainable strength. You There is a appointment that you get called club mentor, and you are, I think it's for a minimum period of six months. But I can tell you when the opportunity came up for Moira and I to become mentors to this club, I must admit, Moira, I started thinking it's a one-year project yeah. because what you do when you're a mentor is you help the club to develop the strength so it will be able to sustain itself into the future. And the more I think about it, that means you help them from the time that the committee, that is the founding committee of the club, you help them through the entire process until a new committee is formed a year late. So that's the whole cycle, if you like. That's not compulsory, but that's that, that was what came to my mind. And the purpose of even talking about this today is really for those of you who have never been a club mentor or who have as little experience as Moira and I have of being club mentors, that you might decide, hey, I'd like to do that. And here are two, two people who are not the world's greatest experts, but who are some of the most enthusiastic mentors you're going to find around the place. And they think it's a damn good thing to do. Absolutely. Now, there is a resource, of course, on Toastmasters International, and it's called Mentoring a New Club Mentoring. New Club Mentoring Matters. It's number 218G is the name of the publication. And it does cover pretty well everything that you need to be thinking about when you are going to mentor a new club. I think the there are so many aspects of this that really you need to have a plan. You need to have a process, a specific process to make sure that you're not going to miss out any of the steps that this club are going to need. And you've got to think of it from somebody who is not a Toastmaster. They've decided for whatever reason that they're going to set up a Toastmasters club and they've, well, in this case, they've already set the club up. But in many cases, it will be a pre-charter club and you will be supporting them through the process of chartering. And that means that you're going to be doing a lot of the work to to help them get to that stage where they can actually charter. But let's look at 
the things that they need to know. How does... Yes. Sorry, can we just distinguish between the role of a sponsor and the role of a mentor? Very, very simply, the sponsor works in... uh, The sponsor's work is is finished as soon as the club charters. Yes. As soon as the club charters... The mentor's work begins. Let, that's the okay, simple. That's a good. That's a good um, demarcation. You, you wear line. a sponsor's yes. hat if you're going to do. You might be playing both roles, but you might not. Yes. You might only be playing one of the roles. So yeah. we'll forget about the. You know, okay. Yeah. No. Fair, co- fair comment. Fair comment. The club that Moira and I are mentoring, we played some role in the sponsoring of the club. We won't go into that because this is all yeah. about mentoring. We we had some. Mm-hmm. Uh, influence. I won't say how much, not a lot is my answer, <laughs> but from the day it chartered. So it chartered a few weeks ago, no more than that, a couple of weeks ago. And I, and, uh, I have a plan, Moira. Good. And it gets us from the charter days to the days of sustainable strength. That's what I called it earlier. Okay. That means that we're going to be able to walk away from this club. Our exit strategy as club mentors is that as soon as this club can do without us, Going forward, we're off. Yeah. We're off to, to mentor a few other clubs, maybe. Who yes. knows? Yes. So I, I'll i just, to, to just tell you listeners, I wrote down two things that happen right from the get-go. One is getting to know you. That's easy to remember, isn't it? With mm-hmm. the stage yeah. of getting to know you, getting to know all about you. So we as mentors need to know them. And they need to get to know us. So there's a getting to know you and you important phase. And then there is the other one, which is getting to know Toastmasters International. We know about Toastmasters International. Otherwise, we shouldn't be their mentor. They know something. What they know may be based upon hearsay. What they may be not based on best practice. What they may know may be even better than we know. But they need to get to know Toastmasters International. And Toastmasters International is a rich rich, rich field of potential. Everything from structures to policies to educational resources to the Toastmasters promise, everything. You can just, you know, and that's without mentioning speech contests, you know, how you get to be a district director. None of these things, you know, there's so much there, isn't there, Moira? There is, there is. I would refer you to this uh, this publication on Toastmasters International because it did picks up a couple of things which you might not really think of. And I'm, I'm looking at one now where it says, you know, you've got the obvious things like club meetings, quality club meetings. How do you organise a meeting? Toastmasters International, how the organisation is put together, etc. All these useful things that they need to know. But what about club's choice? Another of your responsibilities as a mentor is to identify options that clubs have regarding meetings and customs. You see, whilst we all tend to follow a fairly specific format for our meetings. That's because the person who mentored us, that's the way they did it. And they did it because the person that mentored them did it. It's following on the tradition. But so long as you have the elements that Toastmasters International requires you to have, you can do it however you actually want. And it's up to the club to decide what is the best way of achieving their members' purposes. So I have a good example. Yes. I have a good example. Somebody asked me yesterday, should we do the table topics first in our meetings or should we do the prepared speeches first? And it was a super question, of course, because listeners, you know already, don't you? 
that there are clubs that do it one way and there are clubs that do it the other way. So you know that. So what do you say when you're a mentor? One option is you tell them there's only one way to do it. You've got to start with the prepared speeches. And after the break, you've got to do the table topics. And that is bad mentoring. Bad mentoring. B-A-D-M-E-N-T-O-R-I-N-G. Mentors are not people who specialize in giving instructions like that. A mentor uses the skill of saying Great question. Terrific timing. Hey, you guys are in charge. You have a choice. Now, that's the first bit of information, which is you have a choice. That's empowerment, isn't it? Yep. Mentors do. Good mentors empower the clubs to make their own decisions. So that was, I. let me chuck three words into it. You know, when you start out being a mentor, you do have to have credibility. So that's worth thinking about if you're going to become a club mentor. How how much credibility do you have? Are you actually, is there a way in which you will be seen as a fit person to be their mentor? Secondly, are you able to establish rapport with them? Have you got good rapport? And thirdly, do they trust you? To work with people who are setting up a new club as their mentor, you need to be credible. You need to have rapport and there needs to be good trust between you. And that means that they have to think, never mind what you think, they have to think that you're on their side and that you're in it for their benefit, not for your own. That's a little, little quip I'll throw in there, Moira. No, I agree wholeheartedly with that, Paul. The idea of being a club mentor is to work to your own sacking, your own redundancy, your own unnecessary position. That really encompasses pretty well everything. You need to be passing on your knowledge. And you have absorbed a tremendous amount of knowledge, most of which you take totally for granted. But put yourself in the position of somebody just joining Toastmasters. Put yourself in the position of when you first joined Toastmasters. How much did you know? What was an area director? Huh? Huh? Never heard of it. What? What? Why? Put yourself in their shoes and imagine that you're then expecting that person or those people to run the club. <laughs> You'd laugh, wouldn't you? <laughs> because of course, they can't do it. They need the support. You have to give them in the six months or year that you're going to be working with them, you're going to have to pass on as much of your knowledge as they are able to absorb. And that's, and, quite, and that's quite important that you don't overload them. And the other connection with that, you know, passing on knowledge, and it is helping them to grow, helping them to become empowered owners of their own club, empowered owners of their own club. People are not just to own the club, but being able to make wise decisions in keeping with the whole purpose of being a Toastmasters club, which is to help individuals. Yes, and that's, oh. I, that, that is so important because the club, a, any club, cannot possibly survive if it depends upon one person or two people or even three people. The club, to survive, has to be empowered by all its members. Its members have to take ownership of the club and the whole management of the club. And that starts, that ethos has to start right from the beginning. And that's one of our jobs as mentors. So we're there, we're starting out. And if any of you would like to contact the talk show for talkers podcast and uh, give us some advice 
on how we could be uh, good mentors, good better, club mentors. Better, better mentors, Paul, better yeah, mentors. Better, okay, better club mentors. Please uh, chip in, contact us. We've had recently a few wonderful pieces of um, audio, which we might uh, use in future episodes on the on the show from some of our listeners. So yes, please give us advice. We would like to do this job uh, very well. And this yeah. club will be heading to be President's Distinguished uh, in not too distant future. Certainly Moira and I won't won't leave before they become presidents distinguished, will we, Moira? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay, folks, thanks for listening. If you've uh, followed us right the way through to the end, well done. Do give us your feedback, as Paul said. We love feedback. And we'll hope to see you again next week when we'll be bringing you another four episodes. So from Moira O'Brien, goodbye. And Paul Amani, goodbye. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.